Welcome to Not The Way I Planned. I'm Carly Cash, and if you've ever found yourself thinking, this is not the way I thought my life would turn out, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll have inspiring interviews, plus tips and tricks to living your best life, even if it's not the life you planned. My guest today is Jen Curl, and Jen was my neighbor about 10 years ago, and I'll admit, Jen, one of the first things I heard about you was Jen has seizures, so I felt like you kind of had this label put on you, and I watched it happen a few times, and, and it is really scary, I'm sure, for you and, and everyone else around you, but how did this initially start in your life? You know, I was about 18 years old, and I was just dating... Um, at the time, we were on a double date, and we just went to the movie theaters, and we didn't quite make it into the show. Uh, it was the in the parking lot, and my friends, and, you know, the father of my kids, he was there and handled it like champs, and we were hoping it was just a one-time fluke, you know? Yeah, and it wasn't. I mean, this is something that has really affected every aspect of your life. And I'm, I'm sure after that first seizure, you sought out medical treatment trying to figure out what was going on, right? Yeah, they tested everything. Um, usually they think, okay, it's heart-related or brain-related. So EEGs, you know, MRIs, all kinds of treadmill tests for the heart, uh, things like that. And then later on, they, you know, started testing other things like hormones and thyroid, things like that. And, um, yeah, it was, I felt poked and prodded for quite a while. Well, and I think that's one of the most frustrating things when you have symptoms and you just can't get answers. It's so frustrating because you just want some rhyme or reason to it and then a solution, ideally. Yeah, it was one of those things where, okay, we want a diagnosis, but then at the same time, I didn't because then that means something is wrong with me or life-threatening or whatever. But they, the doctors and the neurologist kept saying, you know, be glad we don't have a definitive answer because if you did, you know, most likely it would be a tumor or something like that. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, it it helped a little, but still I wanted that, you know, this is what it is. So this is how we can stop those seizures because, yeah, I mean, after a while, you know, there was a lot of heartache with it. People thought, well, is Jen faking it? Does she want attention? And I just wanted to say, I'd like to see you fake a seizure. Yeah. I, I would like to see that. Yeah, you watch it go down and you know pretty quickly, um, no, Jen's not faking it. But I think that <laughs> happens all the time where it, when you have something that for the most part, day to day, you look normal and you're going through your normal routine, people start you know, and, and there isn't some definitive answer, then people start making comments like that. And I can't even imagine how hurtful that was to you when you knew that you did have something very legit going on. Honestly, I think that was the most hurtful part. Like, okay, I can handle the seizure. I'll be just fine. They, you know, they just say, as long as I'm breathing, I haven't hit my head. I'm just fine. And yeah, it definitely caused a lot of discomfort but then I have to you know 
remember too. I mean, it was the easiest for me. I was out. I couldn't feel it. I don't have recollection of most of it. I mean, people had to watch it and deal with it and help me. And so, you know, that's the other part I hated is it really, I feel like affected other people more than it did myself. Yeah. And I know it affected your marriage at the time. Do you mind talking about what happened there? No, that's fine. Um, so it was just one of those things where the doctors felt helpless because we tried countless seizure medications over the years, different things like that, and the seizures were still happening. So, of course, you know, the doctors feel helpless. My poor husband at the time was going to feel helpless. And, you know, I think he got frustrated because he wanted to take care of me, but he didn't know how, you know, it was hard. Do I leave her home with the little kids during the day? Um, Do I have her stay with my mom, her mom? But then, you know, there were times where, you know, I'd be frustrated too. And I think we just kind of started resenting each other. I wish there was so much that I could change. It just makes me sad. But, you know, if I felt like I wasn't getting the support, I think it's not because he didn't want to give it. He didn't know what I needed at the time. He didn't know how. Right. And so I got resentful. He got resentful. I mean, we'd have windows where it would get better. Like, okay, Jen, you're getting better. And then all of a sudden it would happen again. And I think it just got to be too hard. And, you know, along came with depression and all that. And it just, it really took a toll. Yeah. Uh, And that's one of those things going into a marriage. You never anticipate something medical like that happening. You're not prepared for it at all. You can't be. No. And, you know, there's still pain from that part of it, too. And, you know, so I'm still trying to figure out which part I still need to heal from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And how did it affect, I mean, your kids were really little as this was happening in the beginning how did that affect you as a mom oh god it was so hard and you know there were windows where we'd be great and like okay talk to doctors it's safe to start your little family and so the funniest part or not really funny but I was the healthiest when I was pregnant no seizures no and that's where they thought it was you know hormone related um but you know, things were good when they were little and, you know, babies. But then a few times it happened when, call Zach was maybe three. Mm-hmm. And poor little thing. Breaks my heart. Both of my kids would see it. And I remember one time he went screaming out the door from what Adrian, you remember? Yes, Adrian. one of our other neighbors. Yes. <laughs> yes. The kids ran to her screaming, something's wrong with mom. So, you know, they all came in, made sure I was okay. But then for the longest time, it broke my heart. He wouldn't let me hold him. Mm. He barely let me touch him. It was so, I mean, I don't blame him. It was probably the scariest thing he, I mean, obviously he'd ever seen at that point in his little life. And like, who is this? lady that's not my mom yeah yeah and then it's so horrible for you because you want nothing more than to hold and comfort your child and and be mom in every way you possibly can 
Yeah, it was hard. And at that point, you know, I think that was in that two-year stint where I wasn't driving because you have to be three months seizure-free. And so I was home with my kids, and I felt like, well, I can't even take care of my kids now. So it really, it did. It, the depression got pretty bad, which... Well, even taking away your ability to drive, I can imagine, would really... Um, make you feel depressed and down because you're just so limited in what you can do when that is taken from you. Yeah, I just want to go to the grocery store and I see all the friends and neighbors drive by on their play dates and I'm like, okay, it could be worse, it could be worse, but still it's it's just frustrating. Yeah. So you end up going through a divorce and then... You had to hit that dating scene again, and, and you eventually found someone else. What did that part of your journey look like? You know, it was exciting again, a chance to start new. Um, but then in the back of my mind, I was always worried about history repeating. And, you know, of course, that's one of the the dating questions. I just get it right out there and, you know, let them know that occasionally this happens. Yeah. Um and of course, the oh, I'll just love you more. I'll just wrap you up and love you more and take care of you. And it sounds great, but easier said than done. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you end up getting married, and then you you went through a second divorce. How how big of a role did your seizures play in that journey? You know, I think it was. A lot, but I would say the majority of that one was just blending the family. And yeah, that can be he, so tough. <laughs> yeah, you think it's going to be great. Yay, we're a happy family, and there's two sets of parents now in the home, and or a set of parents in the home. You know what I mean? But yeah, just with different backgrounds, different, you know raising techniques, things like that. And plus we moved away up in the mountain green area. So I think the stress of blending and moving the kids made it all worse. I mean, they've come to the point now where they, they call them temporal lobe seizures. There's just activity in the temporal lobe on the right side that is not normal activity. They say stress is definitely not the cause of it, but if that abnormal activity wasn't there in your brain, then you wouldn't be having the seizures. You just get a headache or right. so like stress, any other person with stress does. So but because of that, mm-hmm. yes. Stress so makes it worse. Course, um, just trying to listen to everyone say, Jen, just relax, don't stress. And I wanted to punch him in the face going, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's so easy. Yes, I'm isn't it? <laughs> Usually when someone says something like that, I know for me, I just stress worse because it's so in my brain to not stress <laughs> that it, it just counteracts completely. Exactly. Yes. So I know people meant well and they just, and that's the other part where they're like, Jen, You're bringing this on yourself. It's your own fault. If you would just relax. I mean, so it was, I think, emotionally more taxing than it was physically. Right. That's a good point because you do have all these people that I think mean well, but they feel helpless. And so 
because there isn't some easy medical solution, then, you know, they resort to, Jen, just stop stressing. Don't worry. And and in hopes that it'll get better, not only for you, but also I think people often want things to get better selfishly for themselves so that they don't have to... I don't deal know. with it. And deal with lack it. Of better, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That was hard. We go out to dinner with friends, and I'm like, there she goes again. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything seemed to trigger it. If I get too hot, if I didn't sleep well the night before, if I had a neck pain, or there was just so many things. And then the seizure medication, I would honestly rather have the seizure because the seizure medication it's meant to slow everything down and granted I you know I'm sure they've come a long way now with the medicine but it literally made me feel dumber than a doornail and just oh. so slow and I couldn't function and like I'm not going to take these if I'm still having the seizure you know what right, I mean right right and then you tried other alternative methods too right you were grasping at anything Absolutely. You know, biofeedback uh, sessions, definitely, you know, meeting with therapists, counselors, meditation, even hypnosis, um, acupuncture. Uh, Recently saw a lady that does, you know, more of the chakra energy healing type thing. Mm -hmm. Like at this point. You'll try anything. I'll try. Yeah. And it's just a. learning process for sure but my family you know my parents my kids they've been amazing so I'm grateful that way yeah and did any of that alternative stuff help or not really you know it really does um and I would recommend it for anyone seizure free or not just to help you know ground yourself focus on the moment for me it was so many regrets but then also worrying about tomorrow. And, you know, I'll admit, looking back, I was literally making myself sick. There's mm-hmm. so much I felt bad about that happened, divorce, seizures, you know, losing jobs, because, you know, I was in the heart of teaching, and I loved my students in my classroom, and, you know, a couple of seizures happened then, and just decided it was better to not, you know, do that in front of those sweet students and... So then worrying about what's the point of getting a new job if it's just going to keep happening, but I've got to support my family. I mean, it was just a mess. And then when people would say, just relax, I'm like, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and you're, here you are, you're facing, you know, major medical issues. You've got people that are saying that you're faking it. You've got people that are trying to tell you just you know, stop stressing. This is affecting your relationships. It's affecting your work and, and, and relationships and, and work. Both of those things, I think, play such a critical role in, in staying out of that depression zone. And, and undoubtedly, this is going to affect those areas. And it did. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice to hear some understanding. I mean, it, it all affects everything. Yeah, and it's one nasty cycle and that's why I feel like I you know those seizures affect everything and I just I hate them well I'm grateful it's not worse you know a lot of people have epilepsy and you know so I and I tell myself this every day I'm so grateful I can function and do the things I'm able to do it's just 
more of a frustration. It just makes everyday living a little bit harder. That's all. How often would you say you suffer from a seizure? Is it just completely random or how does that look? You know, it is. I went several years and was doing great and we thought, okay. Um, and then, you know, it's been maybe once a week the last little while and Honestly, I'm afraid to go out and walk the dog, go to the, I just, so many medical bills and I don't want to freak people out, but I'm too healthy in a sense to just not go out and do the things I want to do. And yet you've got that constant fear that this could happen at any time. Yes. Yeah. You briefly mentioned the medical bills and that's something that I didn't even think about initially, but that had to be or continues to be a huge burden in your life. And at the same time, it's hard to maintain a job. So talk about some of those stresses. Yeah, for sure. So I just looking at one of the ambulance bills and bless the hearts of the people I'm working with. And with, if I saw a dear coworker or a friend on the floor doing, you know, I would call the ambulance too. That's just what you do. Um, but at this point, I've gotten to the point where, you know, if I'm alert enough after, I can, you know, refuse it because I know I'm going to be just fine. But, you know, there were a few times I wasn't alert enough. So a five, ten-minute ambulance, right, you know, $1,800. Yeah. And then you have the $5,000 bill from the hospital because they do the same test over and over. In EEG, they do whatever else, um, blood draws. And so, but then you also have the doctor bill, not just the hospital bill. So it, um, insurance helps, but over 20 something years of those and trying to pay the minimum payment on each medical bill got too much. And then when I was a single mom, unfortunately, when I was out of work and sometimes you have to put everyday bills on the credit card and, just got too much. So I just thought, you know what? I just have to file for bankruptcy. So I just did this last week and I felt so ashamed. But at the same time, it's a new start. It's not like I was out buying lavish cars and whatnot. No, and there shouldn't (laughs) be the shame in that in the sense that what more can you do when you are in this type of a situation where, you know, it does limit your ability to work. You've got insane medical bills. I, I mean, that that is going to catch up to anyone, no matter how hard you try. It just is. For sure. And just trying to pay my normal bills and credit cards are so... The lady at the tur- attorney's office was so sweet. She just gave me a hug and she said, don't you feel bad for one second? It's a fresh new start. Yeah. And that's what I love yeah. is every day and every new opportunity is a fresh new start. And mm-hmm. I just get to find better coping skills and, you know, learn to just keep pushing on. Sure. Speaking of fresh starts, you've got a new man in your life. Tell me about that relationship. We do. You know, he's great. We actually went to high school together. Okay. Um, So, yeah, we knew of each other. We'd see each other. I remember seeing him in his locker, whatever, but... We never talked to each other. I talked to his cousins. We talked to his friends. We just, and then um, one day I was driving up to good old Idaho and where he happened to live, and I made a post about seeing my grandma, and he sent me a 
instant message on Facebook because that's right where he was at same town and we just kind of connected and of course we were both leery because we've had marriage and divorce and a sense of failure and sure. not wanting to trust another person of the opposite sex or ever again yeah um, yeah but it, it it's hard too I found people are quick to judge well Jen, slow down, don't move so fast. When with me, it's just I love that human connection. I love having my husband and taking care of him and vice versa and having a family and a home. And I always wanted yes. that white picket fence. And yeah. Like I, so it's not like I'm married for those reasons, but naturally it feels good. And you think you're moving in the right direction. And this could finally be it so you're happily ever after that you so deserve after all (laughs) that you've been through do you notice differences though with him compared to your other relationships just how you function um, the things that you guys have both learned along the journey yeah and you know with him he's great about those alternative methods I mean we'll lay down and do a meditation session together or know lots of different oils and herbs and just natural go to whole foods and you know get the natural supplements and he's just all about diet and you know and that was never really approached before I mean 20 years ago I mean whole foods and all that natural oil that wasn't as popular was yeah. it? at least I don't think it was yeah no so it's just nice to have that other approach but yet at the same time he's you know right there let me know how the EEG goes because he's out of town working a lot and you know sometimes it's that combination of medical plus alternative and yeah I mean don't get me wrong it's been hard to still blending and teenagers and blending with little kids is hard enough but then you have teenagers it's like oh my god yeah, your kids now, <laughs> when I, you know, when we lived next door to each other, your kids were very little, but now they are how old? Call 18 and 16, okay. a college student and a junior. Wow. So, and how are yeah. the, how are they these days with everything from dealing with your seizures to new marriage? How are they doing? You know, it's been a little tough thanks to my parents who've been, you know, great supporters and two and know his families you know try to just as hard um but there's been times where you know we've separated i've been at my mom's for a little bit now Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of it is we're both just so guarded and hurt from previous marriages and the kids are like i always wonder what my kids think like mom you're this dysfunctional (laughs) but I know. I hate it. I have so much. I just got to let it go. And it's like, if they think that, but they don't. I think they, they don't. Know I str- no. You know, I got my bachelor's and master's degree. I finished them up both times as a single mom. And Which is incredible I with can- everything that you had on your plate that you could accomplish those things. I mean, you should be patting yourself on the back all the way because... I couldn't do that. Just being a single mom, the thought of going back to school and I don't have the medical issues, uh, no way. Like, I feel like I couldn't do it. So two thumbs up to you for sure. Thank you. I think that's what kept me sane is, 
my kiddos for sure and my schooling. Knowing, you know, I had to have those to focus on and accomplish is really what's helped me the most. Yeah. Now, I I also have to applaud you for reaching out to other women and trying to make a difference as you have gone through this journey. You started a Facebook page, I know. It's called The Resilient Women in Us. Tell me a little bit about that. Thank you. So really it started because I was a program mentor. So I used to, you know, help 75 to 100 plus students each week get through their undergraduate degrees, you know, because I was a teacher for a while. And so it was a work at home job. Thought this couldn't even be more perfect. I get to work from home, help students get through their degrees. And it was just that motivational piece that I loved the most, not so much helping them, you know, through their coursework, because they had their course mentors for that. Me, it was just keep them on track, keep them motivated, you know, because they would get a call from me each week. They're like, crap, it's Jen calling. Did I get my work done? And if we just hold us accountable. that relationship, yeah, because they're in school for, you know, 18 Plus months, so you really build that relationship with so many people, and they just, you know, you learn their trials and their struggles. And what I would hear from these men, too, were unreal. And here they are trying to get through school, raise family, work, health issues, you know, you you name it. So after um, I moved on and for different opportunities at work, I kind of missed that connection piece and so I just sat down started the Facebook thing and you know I think there's a few women out there that really like it I mean I can post motivating quotes thoughts and allow other women to do the same thing and haven't figured out how to get women to you know share too much with or communicate too much but maybe that's a good thing because I'd want it to be a place of peace and you know just well, I think we're all resilient. We know? are all resilient. And that's, you know, for similar reasons, I started not the way I planned because I thought, you know what, we all have garbage in our lives that we're going through. And I feel like we got in this place, especially through social media, where we get on Facebook or Instagram and it's so easy to look at all of the perfect things in each other's lives. And we forget to connect. And I think, you know, telling our stories and connecting over the different hardships that we go through and really carrying each other through those trials instead of sitting there and comparing, oh, so-and-so's got a bigger house, so-and-so's got the perfect family, so-and-so looks so beautiful. We really need to get rid of that and use social media for the good and, and start those connections because... I know for me, anytime I've gone through anything difficult, when I find that I'm not alone, it makes me feel like it's it's something I can tackle at that point. Oh, absolutely. And seeing how other people get through it and, you know, not that we want to see them suffer, but no. yes, it's so nice to know, okay, I, I'm not the only one that's going through this. And I was the same way. I mean, I'd get on social media and I just found myself more depressed, like, perfect family pictures of spouses and traveling and work. And I'm like, you know what? I wanted all of those things just as much. And yet you don't ever know when someone's looking at your stuff and thinking, 
oh, she's got it all together. Because I'll be honest with you, even with you, after I went through my divorce, I would often think of you and think, you know what? Jen went through this too. And her kids seem like they're in great places. And they're, you know, now they're almost adults and they, they have survived it, you know, and you've, you've really done so many amazing things that you were an inspiration to me and you never even knew it, you know? Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. You know, I just tried my best and, you know, their dad has been an amazing father and, you know, at the end of the day, I think they both think, you know, we're both loved. Yeah, there's been a lot of moves and transitions, but my parents love us and, you know, if anything, when they start facing their own trials as adults, they're going to be stronger for it. Absolutely. Um, So what would you say to someone that is in a similar situation medically, um, if it's going through something like you're going through and you have been going through for the past 20 years, what would you say to that person? Oh, that's such a good way to look at it. Um, first of all, I, you know, give them a big hug if it will allow <laughs> and to say it doesn't define you. It's not who you are. And I would yeah. remind them that you know, whatever they believe in a higher power or whatnot. But, you know, for me, it's like God gives the toughest battles only to his toughest Hmm. soldiers. And it's, you know, use it to help other people. But number one, don't forget who you are and your strengths and what you have to offer. And, you know, I, I let it outweigh all the good for so long and they still have that tendency you know what's the point of getting a new job what's the point of trying another relationship what's because in my mind I know it's just all going to come crashing down again but you know just live do what you enjoy um because as we know life is short and I don't want them looking back Thinking 20 years, I could have done things so much differently, you know. And if those people that don't accept you and judge you and don't love you, you know, that's on them. Absolutely. Don't worry about them. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Well, honestly, Jen, you have been so inspirational to me in ways that you don't even know. And I think that you have inspired more people than you realize in just your resilience in pushing forward. And even though you've had like all these medical issues that you never would have anticipated you'd face. And even though, you know, you've had to go through a couple different divorces and you don't have the family that looks like that picture perfect frame, you've taught me that it's okay in the end and that I can be strong and that I can move forward. And I think you've done that for a lot of other women. So, um, thank you so much for being open and uh, with your story and for creating the resilient women in us. I just think we need to all band together and, And like I said, help each other through. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for joining this edition of Not The Way I Planned. If you liked what you heard, you can find more at notthewayiplanned.com as well as Not The Way I Planned on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.